Hello, hello, hello. This is your girl Melodic, and this is another episode of Soapbox Off, the podcast that comes to you with hard hitting topics that are jaw dropping, thought provoking, and thought challenging. So come with your emotions on neutral and your critical thinking on high. Hey, you guys. So, you know, Soapbox Off is very sporadic with different topics about true crime and uh, episodes that I love on certain shows. Well, this one, you know, this girl here, she loves to talk about politics, as you can see. And I don't want to make it a big thing, but I like to educate as much as possible. Not to just rant and rave on opinions, but to educate. So if you want to know some things about the voting process and understanding these, not just for election year, but even for local elections, because those are important. Look those up. Wherever you're from, whatever state you're in, look up those meetings, attend those meetings. See, y'all about to get me started. (laughs) Anyways, look at my episode one, Does Voting Matter? Also, it's not necessarily on voting, but it's important because district attorneys and things, you get to vote on those. Clearance rates being a thing, episode five. If you want to hear about the electoral college process, because guess what, folks? It's a process. It is not indefinitely a top hat man with little, you know, breastplate pockets and things like uh, Mary Poppins in the bank. It's a process. If you want to learn more about that, episode seven. Take the opportunity to, you know, just get yourself a little bit more well-versed with politics because your votes actually matter. And the only way that you can practice those is if you learn how your vote is used, how it can make your voice be heard. Come on, let's make it count. Okay? All right. Okay, you guys, I know it's been a long time, but it's neither here nor there. It is a new year, a new day, and we are starting with a new season. And why not start this season off with something that I love dearly to talk about, which is the politics. And a lot has happened in our political environment at this time. For instance, the midterms have already come and gone. The majority in our House of Representatives are the Republicans, and we are hoping, dear God, that that they actually will get it together. But of course, they have already shown so much craziness in just getting a representative or a House speaker from their pool of people in the Republican Party of the House of Representatives. But before I go all into that, let's talk about what is the uh, House speaker, okay? Now, the House speaker is a part of the House leadership. They offer uh, responsibilities to of many things by law and by the House rules. They maintain order, they manage proceedings, and they govern administrative business. They give members permission to even speak on the House floor and designates members to do certain things like counting and declaring votes. This role even appoints members to committees that do su- things such, or, uh, such as uh, working alongside senators to create a bill, which in definition of a bill is legislative proposals and the signing of bills and the resolutions that pass in the House. 
The speaker is also second in line behind the vice president to become the president if the president can no longer perform his or her duties. Out of all things the speaker is responsible for, though, they do not involve themselves. Well, let me correct myself. They do involve as in like an overseer, but they don't serve in the committees that are created and they do not participate in the floor debates. Now, the committees can have a group of representatives and senators, like I said before, and it's based on the representative chambers where issues are considered and the legislations are prepared. So, in short, the House Speaker has to be appointed in order for the entire system that we have to operate because we can't get bills passed if we don't have representatives working alongside the senators, let alone working alongside our president in order to pass bills into laws. So when it comes down to the importance, again, as a person, just an individual in a community, in a state, in a city, et cetera, et cetera, your vote rolls all the way up to the House representatives. And when your House representatives are not working well, that means that you might not get things passed that are benefiting you, the people, the community that they're supposed to be speaking for. So again, your vote really, really, really counts at this point in time. Not only that, again, you also need to be involved in the census. We talked about this way back when I first started this podcast, maybe in episode one, about the importance of the census. Your number in the census also will be reflected in the number of House representatives that you have representing your state. So that means that you could potentially increase the, the how can I say it? You also increase the potential speaking, uh, uh, the people speaking on your behalf on the floor because the population is what bases or is what determines the number of representatives that you have speaking on your behalf. So again, all of your, even though they feel very small and minute pieces of participation in your servitude as a citizen of the United States, it still impacts the very heavy hitting things that you may feel that you're not involved with because you have someone speaking on your behalf. You probably hear me say on your behalf a lot because that's pretty much what the whole thing about politics is supposed to be about. And not just that, I know that we talk about politicians being like liars, liars, however you want to say it. However, that goes back to the people that you want to vote in place. It, we have to have some some more light shed on the regular schmegler people and, of course, try to evolve outside of just the Democrat and the Republican Party. And until we get out of just thinking that it's either Republicans or Democrats, we're always just going to have these two parties fighting against each other. But that is a whole other conversation for a whole other time. I know I can always pivot into these crazy rant sessions as my brain goes, but I just want to give you some context. Long story short, the House of Representatives are very important, and that is why it had been completely crazy, sketchy, almost a little bit scary to see that it took so long for us to elect a House Speaker. If we do not have a House Speaker all of the things that that House Speaker governs or or delegates, as what I told you earlier, 
it doesn't happen. Nothing gets distributed. Committees are not being made. The bills are not being passed. Everything is at a screeching halt. They can't even do the work that we think that they don't do. <laughs> they don't, they can't even get started. They can't even start with the fights that pretty much causes all these bills to take forever and a day to get passed. They can't start any of them. So, let's see why, shall we? Okay, the reason why... It was <laughs> that they, the Republican Party didn't really want Kevin McCarthy to be the House uh, Speaker. He was fighting tooth and nail to become the House Speaker. As a matter of fact, it took him 15 tries before he finally got the majority of the votes in order to become the House Speaker. And it is a very unusual situation to take so long to get a majority vote to become House Speaker. Now, who is Kevin McCarthy? He is a California Republican representative. And at this time, like I said, the majority, because of midterms, it, the House majority are the Republicans. And typically, the Speaker of the House is naturally going to be from the majority party. However, Kevin was not getting the votes that he needed for quite some time. In fact, there were times that New York Times was saying that he was having to give in or he was saying that he was going to give in to more demands from hard right rebels in a frenzied effort to win enough votes for the role. Now, how he's not getting the votes that he needed to become speaker. Another part was that the representatives were electing somebody just out of the blue with little to no experience in politics. Uh, well, I won't say little to no experience in politics, but he had very little time, very little experience as a House representative, and they decided to elect him. Well, not elect him. They decided, well, yeah, they decided to nominate. That's the right word. And who am I speaking on? Byron Donald. He is a second term. This is only his second term. Second term House member and what became a candidate for the job and obtained some Republican votes away from McCarthy. And I believe... He obtained maybe like twenty votes for a good sec uh, for a good part of the the, the whole debacle that uh, transpired before McCarthy became speaker. And oddly enough, so did Donald Trump. Yes, he was written in. One single solitary vote for Trump came up on quite a few occasions. And just so you know, you do not have to be a part of the House representatives in order to become a House speaker. So. I mean, it worked. Well, it not worked, but it was valid. It was a valid vote to vote for somebody as random as Trump. And not only was Byron getting a small, small cut of the Republican Party, but Jeffries was staying on his tail because he is the person that the, well, he is the nominee as House Speaker from the Democratic Party. He stayed with the main and maintained that 212 votes for speaker from the Democratic Party. Those representatives had to be there for every single round of votes. They couldn't go too far from the House floor. You can't be off somewhere. You had to be actually near the floor in order to cast your vote. Otherwise, your vote would not be counted. And if your vote was not there to be counted, the, the entire majority that would be required would also reduce. So the loss of a person's vote also means that it lowered the amount of votes that were needed, to, that would be needed to obtain, to be obtained, um, 
and acquire the seat of speaker. Now, right now, we have 435 seats in the House of Representatives um, that are present and needed to be. So he, so either one, either Jeffries or McCarthy would have needed to acquire at least 218 votes. So, again, if the Democrats didn't show up, then that would have lowered the requirement, um, the vote requirement for McCarthy. So, of course, you already know every single round they stayed in attendance that 212 was not going to waver. Now, the House of Representatives, let's give some context to the House of Representatives because, of course, I'm going all into the House Speaker because of what just transpired, uh, which is almost like a comet. But the House of Representatives, just so you are aware, it's a part of the legislative branch. And it works alongside the senators to make up the Congress collectively. They assist with making the laws and they help with uh, declaring things like declaring war or regulating interstate and foreign commerce and spending policies. So you want to know what determines how many representatives are issued per state? What did I say earlier before? It's the census. So I told you before, these people... <laughs> If you're a follower to my train wreck of a podcast, these people are very important. The House is supposed to be the closest to the American people to reflect the cares of the community, the uh, the American taxpayers, the, the, the people. And we, the people, do not even have to go through an electoral college process for them. You directly vote for them. So whoever is on that ballot... That's it. That's all. There's nobody that's going to vote anything different just because of the fact, no, there's no electoral process. You are voting directly for that representative. So each state receives representation based on the population size with a minimum of at least one representative per state. So this was a key component of the Federal Constitutional Convention of 1787. There's also a resident commissioner from Puerto Rico and delegate and delegates from D.C., Samoa, Guam, the Commonwealth of Northern Mariana Islands, and the Virgin Islands. But they don't have the same voting rights as the 435 reps. Um, but they do serve and vote in committees. So just so you know, and I don't want to go too far into it because I'm still learning a little bit about it, but if you know about Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, that is another reason why it has been a very trying time on whether they want to make Puerto Rico a state, like an actual state or not, because that means that Puerto Rico would end up also acquiring House of Representative, and, or at the minimum one. And if they did, you already know that the House representative would potentially become a Democrat. So, of course, they're not going to, you know, just push that very quickly for Puerto Rico to become a part of the the states. So, yeah, again, all of this stuff, I know it's very bland and then also very interesting based off of how much you uh, are interested in learning how you can learn the system in order to change the system. I don't want to go too far into it because, again, I'm also trying to get myself back into being a consistent content creator. So my content is probably going to be very short as I give you just 
like fun facts here and there while I'm also giving you some very serious intellectual pieces such as what we just went through which was McCarthy having to go through 15 rounds of votes. Again, people, that is a very, very, very different. It is very unusual. That usually does not happen because if you have the majority already in the House of Representatives, naturally you think that everybody has already come together to pretty much already have a unanimous decision before even hitting the floor. So what does this mean? The House representatives are showing that they may have some friction within their own party. And that's not a problem. That's not really a major issue. If anything, this shows that our parties should not be a monolith. There, there may be an extreme party out there. And technically, the representative, the Republicans probably don't want these extreme people, these extremists, to break off from them because it potentially would mean they are no longer the majority. But I have to say that I feel like we should be showing variety, even within the Democratic Party. There should be variety because we, are, as a people, are not just bipartisan we're not just either you're red or you're blue some of you are very much green party and don't even know it some of you are probably more in tune with um the people's party and i believe that that's a party that's trying to come into development and it's gonna these smaller parties need more exposure and because of big businesses that pour into these two parties, the Republican and the Democratic alike, that the smaller parties don't get enough exposure. And until we as a people actually can break off from these as a whole, we'll always deal with the situation of having to vote either in one bucket or the other in order to deal with one evil or the lesser evil. I hate to break it to you like that. I'm not necessarily saying that I um, I know exactly what party I would vote for if we had all, like an equal playing field to start fresh among all the parties that are available, where would we go? But it would be nice for us to actually have a variety and show a true meaning of democracy outside of this whole thing that we keep playing into especially when the big businesses are funneling what we are looking at the most and that's pretty much it for me um I hope that this was beneficial for you guys. I hope that it was helpful. I hope that I was able to break down enough when it came down to the House Speaker and pretty much what this meant when it came to McCarthy uh, taking forever to become the House Speaker. Pretty much everything was at a halt for our federal government to operate. And that's it. That's all I have for you guys. Um. I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this made sense in a way. And feel free to ask me questions. Ask me some political questions. And whatever I don't know, if you don't know me by now, I will research it and I will let you know. But this was fun. And, ooh, I even made it under 30 minutes. Ooh. All right, you guys. Have a good night. Hey, 
you guys uh, I know that you haven't heard anything yet with me in these promos supporting other people or businesses but I'm gonna do one now and why not talk about bold expressions it is a podcast and he talks about everything that you can think of and he talks about you guessed it politics as well but not only that but he features me in a few of them so yay (laughs) but I implore you guys if you have an opportunity just you know take a couple of listens uh there's some that I'm on if you want to listen to some of those because I'm probably even more kooky on his uh, platform than mine feel free to go to my Instagram and you'll see some of his reels and I'll definitely put his um, tag in there so you can see his Instagram and then that way you can see some of the stuff that he has with his podcast and not only that but his podcast is aired on YouTube it's aired on YouTube anchor Google podcast Apple podcast wherever you can find your podcast podcast it's on about maybe six if not more platforms because you know people with big leap energy they probably have a lot but go take a listen enjoy yourself all right this recording was performed recorded and edited all from anchor if you would like to support feel free to find me on anchor soapbox off and you know show your support however you would like If not, you can always show support and donate just to help a sister out at Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash soapbox off. And you can always follow my Instagram, Soapbox Off. And if you'd like to give me some topics, feel free to drop some in my mailbox at soapboxoff at gmail.com. Thank you so much for your support. Peace and love.